millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Greetings and salutations, loyal viewers of this channel. Today we are going to discuss a debate I only found out about recently during my recent travels to Texas. And of course, that is the live in-person debate between one John Doyle and one Hunter Avalon or Avalone. People, no matter how I pronounce this guy's last name, will say that I'm mispronouncing it, even though that is clearly and obviously not my intent. Here at the Actual Justice Warrior, we try our absolute best to pronounce names and fail miserably despite our earnest and most honest tries. Well, this debate was quite interesting. It was on whether or not society should return to traditional gender roles, specifically Western society, and you had Hunter in the negative, John Doyle in the affirmative, and upon watching this debate, I learned a lot I felt a lot and I need to share a lot with you and talk about where each party could have done better and where they definitely lost. But before we get into that, this video is sponsored. There's always a sponsor transition. AJW is super greedy. So let me toss it over to the sponsor. Then we'll bring it back over here and we'll discuss everything on the other side. As if the rising cost of food, housing, and gas wasn't bad enough, you're in for it when it comes to your energy bills. Next month, energy bills across the country are expected to rise on average around 20%. And by 2023, 2024, we're expecting to see them go up 30% more. This is one of the reasons why I'm happy to be partnering with SavePowerBills.com because they have a little amazing device that can help you stabilize your current, thus reducing your electricity. Bills. This product has been seen on Fox News, on Forbes, Discover, and many other places because it's so simple to use. And what it does is you plug it in and it stabilizes your current, preventing surges and all kinds of issues, significantly lowering your energy bill over time. And for those of you out there in my audience, if you go to SavePowerBills.com, you can get this device shipped directly to you with a 60-day money-back guarantee. And it comes with a $100 energy rebate certificate. And it's 50% off. That's SavePowerBills.com, SavePowerBills.com. Now, full disclosure, we got to get this all out of the way for you guys out there in the audience because you need to know where I stand on each of these individuals. Thus, you can grade my grading of their performance, understanding the bias that goes in there. So first and foremost, Hunter Avalon, not my friend. I don't hate him, as some of you out there in the audience seem to assume. Just because I make video responses to you doesn't mean I hate you. And in fact, 
when I can make video response after video response to you, I actually quite end up appreciating you because your bad content ends up allowing me, Sean, the actual Justice Warrior, to generate revenue so that way I can pay for ridiculous things that I want to buy. So I don't hate Hunter Avalon, but obviously I am in the camp of not agreeing with this person more often. That is where I'm predisposed. And as for Jonathan, I think he's a sweet young man. Now, I would never say this in public. I would never tell Jonathan this to his face, but I actually quite like what he does. I think he's quite talented, even though there are specific instances and specific places where I disagree. And I think there are areas where he can sharpen himself so that he could be more effective. But overall, even though I would never acknowledge it, even though I would never say it publicly and I won't want anyone to hear what I'm saying, and yes, I just fumbled words, I quite like Jonathan. And I think he had a really good showing in specific parts of this debate and overall that I'd like to share with you. Now, one of the first things that you should notice, and by the way, link in the description for the full debate so you guys can watch this, is that the audio goes in and out at certain points. Even though the event is set up pretty well, it's presented pretty well, there are some technical issues, but the opening statements really come to mind when you think about moments where Jonathan shines as opposed to Hunter. topic that we will be debating this evening is, of course, whether America should return to traditional gender roles. I believe that we absolutely should, and my opponent this evening disagrees. And so for the sake of intelligent discussion, I would hope that we can avoid the sort of sophomore characterizations of these traditional gender roles as oppressive and evil because they aren't. They're quite the opposite, actually. Contrary to the popular narratives, when America retained these roles, women were still working, they were involved in their communities, they enjoyed different hobbies and projects, they owned businesses, etc. But ultimately, both men and women understood that their ultimate purpose was to raise boys to be good men, good husbands, and good fathers, and to raise girls to be good women good wives and good mothers. Those who tend to sympathize with the views expressed by my opponent tend to regard those roles as not not only harmful, but as socially constructed. Therefore, I believe that the crux of this debate this evening will be a difference of worldview, nature versus nurture, genetics versus environment, what our role is here on earth, etc., With traditional gender roles, gender stereotypes, I would simply recall the Supreme Court precedents on pornography. You know it when you see it. You know, we're all familiar with these. The question is, where do they come from? Those who tend to sympathize with my opponent would believe that things like race, like nationality, childhood, madness, age, intelligence, beauty, that these things are all social constructs, gender roles included, that they only exist because for whatever reason we, typically white men, have decided that they should. This is, of course, not the case. Men and women are fundamentally different. Their behavior is different. Their temperament is different. And this is much more related to their biology than to their environment. So right here in the opening salvo, Jonathan doing quite well. You can hear by his tone, his cadence, the way he's speaking. There's not a lot of ums or errs or anything like that. He's able to merge the data that he's bringing up about how gender roles evolve from biology, which is one of the arguments that he's making, with his normal speaking cadence in order to present himself in such a way that it's absolutely devastating. Behavior is biological. Think about what gender role even means. Gender as a word containing the prefix gen, like genesis, generation, generate, meaning coming to be, followed by der, like dermatology, taxidermy, referring to skin, referring to flesh. So gender literally means your biological role in coming together and creating new flesh, creating life. Therefore, any gender role that you might have, by definition, would be your role in cultivating stable families and stable children and by extension stable societies our biological drives and instincts whether you look at it from an evolutionary perspective or from a religious perspective are oriented towards reproduction 
And because of that, these gender roles and gender stereotypes are completely syndicated all throughout the world and all throughout history. With so much difference between all of these cultures and all of these time periods, it really makes you wonder why the only thing that they have in common besides these gender roles is human biology. Any honest preschool teacher or any honest parent can testify to the average differences between boys and girls. And in English, the word that we have to describe those who insist that there are no innate differences between the sexes is childless. This is your average feminist, of course, as we know. And honestly, if I were Hunter, I would not have let him go first. I would have tried to go first, so maybe his prepared remarks wouldn't be as good because you could throw stuff out there that maybe John would mess up on by not going into his actual points. Because overall, based on the opening statement war, the clear and obvious victory goes to Mr. Doyle, and one need only listen to Hunter's cadence and Hunter's delivery. If the woman is successful and is able to learn or able to earn more, excuse me, this shouldn't cause end, uh, this shouldn't cause unease. The end goal should be a happy, healthy, stable family unit. Even more so, according to a study published in Sage Journals, using data for married and cohabitating heterosexual couples in 29 countries from 2004 to 2014, their results provide robust evidence that male breadwinner norms are a key driver of the association between men's unemployment and risk of separation. An increase of one standard deviation in male breadwinner norms increases the odds of separation uh, with men's unemployment by 32%. Unfortunately, when we shame men for not being the breadwinner, it destabilizes marriages and hurts the end goal of traditionalism. Again, there's some ums, some ers, there's some stammering, there's a lack of focus. Not the best public speaker is Mr. Avalon. However, his information is also not that great. There are certain points during Hunter's opening statement where he doesn't realize that he's inadvertently playing into a point that Jonathan already stated in his opening statement, thus making it seem like like he's arguing for the wrong side of the issue. In 2013, the University of Chicago uh, published a paper that looked at 4,000 married couples in America, and it found that once a woman started to earn more than her husband, divorce rates increased. Now, I know you're probably thinking, well, doesn't this prove then that men should be the primary earners? No, actually. It proves that these rigid gender roles largely need to be done away with. The reason a female breadwinner increases the likelihood of divorce is largely because men feel emasculated for not living up to these arbitrary expectations placed on men. The study also found that even when the woman earns more, she still does more housework as well. The authors of the study said that a threatening wife will take on a greater share of housework so to comfort the husband's unease with the situation. Now, everything that Hunter said right there can actually be 100% accurate. I have no reason to dispute because it's kind of common knowledge that men and women, when they're in relationships, have problems when the woman all of a sudden earns more than the man. There's also issues when the man loses the job. If you are a man, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, Chris rock made it popular if you lose your job chances are you're gonna lose your woman and this is because largely women and men look for different things in a relationship this is where i get into the dispute with hunter hunter is making the claim that essentially the reason why this causes a destabilizing impact in the relationship is because of society and social stigma and all that jazz their results provide robust evidence that male breadwinner norms are a key driver of the association between men's unemployment and risk of separation. An increase of one standard deviation in male breadwinner norms increases the odds of separation 
uh, with men's unemployment by 32%. But in reality, on average, again, I will give the asterisk to everything that I'm saying because somebody's going to try to dispute this by saying not all, that I'm not talking about 100% of the time. Women look for men that can provide more because women typically don't date down in terms of status. Men typically date down in terms of status because what they're looking for on average, again, not all, is beauty, attractiveness. Other things besides financial success are typically what men look for. And again, if you're not in this category, remember that I said not all. Please don't leave me comments that say not all. We're talking about on average, in general, all the caveats that you can understand. And by the way, we see this in the research. Hunter loves his studies. Let's go over some of the data and the studies. So first and foremost, one of the things that we're seeing throughout our society is that women are attending college more more. Now, a lot of people will say, no big deal, no problem, nothing to worry about. It's all to the good. It's a-okay. But the thing is, since women are predisposed to not date somebody that is considered beneath them in terms of status, the fact that there are fewer men graduating with bachelor's degrees compared to women ends up creating a scenario where we have large swaths of the male category that are considered not marriage material by this large group of women with bachelor's degrees thus making the men with bachelor's degrees on average have way more options thus preventing them from settling down now you can look at the data for yourself i will link it in the description but here are some of the cliff notes on average women showed more interest in dating profiles that featured a bachelor's degree as opposed to dating profiles that did not feature a bachelor's degree if you added a master's degree qualification to somebody's tinder profile that generated 91 percent more interest from women towards men with the master's degree indication, but in comparison, men were only 8% more interested in women with master's degrees as compared to their counterparts. So you end up with an issue where what women value in men is becoming more scarce in comparison, and what women are pursuing actually doesn't have value to men. So you have all of these people who are in the bachelor's degree plus category that have way more dating options that don't care about the education level of the woman on average dating a much wider pool than all these other men that are left behind and that's creating a ton of issues in our society now our society caters the education system to entice women to enroll everything about k through 12 is better suited for girls rather than boys so overall we're creating a system where women's natural instinct to go towards somebody who is providing more or earning more or whatever is being played against them by pushing them into educational fields now there are exemptions like i said not all we all get that for instance my fiance actually has higher rates of education than i do she's currently pursuing law school and all that but the thing is i make way more money than her so i can't argue with the fact that that might play into what she's interested in at least on a subconscious level now i also happen to be the absolute best guy in the whole entire world but that's a whole different issue that i don't want to get into i don't want to bog you guys down with that i don't want you guys to feel too bad about how amazing i am in terms of women earning more leading to divorce uh 
Well, if you look at who's initiating the divorce, it's like 80% women. So I don't think it's exactly the man just being emasculated. I think it's more of what maybe the uh, more incel types in the crowd would recognize as hypergamy. Women, regardless of their income, want men who earn more than they do. All across the world, all throughout time, they are attracted to resource and status. I mean, this is just the way that these things go. Now, by the way, this is actually covered quite well by Jonathan's retort. He mentions right there that if you look at who's initiating divorce, the overwhelming majority is, in fact, women. Now, his numbers are a little high but i actually think there's an explanation for why his numbers are high because on average according to the data that i've looked at it's about 70 percent of divorces being initiated by the female rather than the male now that doesn't necessarily mean because the woman filed the paperwork that she's the cause of the divorce that there weren't issues in the marriage that were caused by the men so let me give that caveat but the rates of female initiated divorce go up significantly as the woman climbs the educational ladder. And by the way, even in the source of the information that I'm getting, one of the reasons actually hypothesized, posited, put forward for why women are initiating divorce more is because women are feeling overloaded. Because even though a woman is expected now to have a career earn a significant amount of money and do all of that stuff outside of the house they are also expected to do stuff within the house so the chore breakdown and all the domestic duties might actually cause role splitting or role overload which is something that hunter brought up however jonathan is right that women are in fact initiating the divorce so we have a situation where women are taking on more roles and then they're feeling overloaded with those roles and if men don't fulfill those roles they become more vulnerable to being dumped by the woman and if they don't hit those roles before they even meet they're excluded from the dating pool so overall we end up with a societal mess and jonathan's proposition of going back to more traditional gender roles you can see why it's more appealing now hunter actually has an interesting retort to this and i do want to give it some breath however i do want to point out where i completely disagree with his interpretation of this information and actually you can look at studies that have surveyed 1,500 couples, or another one that's uh, surveyed 40,000 people, and they find that couples in more traditional marriages read less egalitarian marriages are actually happier and stay together longer. Um, Bring up the study about how women seem to be happier, or they report happier marriages when they have more traditional gender roles. Now, the study you're talking about actually classified that as benevolent sexism, and what that means is that the man... uh, tend to treat the women as uh, he, he would adore her and he would be more protective of her. Again, nothing really wrong with that. I don't even know why they would call it benevolent sexism, to be honest. However, if you look at the actual study, you'll see the reason that they were happier, the reason men and women were happier, at least, were different. Women specifically were happier because since the man was giving her more adoration and acting more protective, she actually perceived the marriage as being more egalitarian, and that was the reason why she was happier. You can read the study. I would dare any of you to do that. So this is a problem with word choice and understanding because the way that Hunter reads the word egalitarian is completely equal, as in exactly the same. However, what this study showed, and Hunter even cites it pretty accurately right here, is that women feel more appreciated even though they have different roles so they don't feel like they have a lesser role in the relationship and i think this is one of the things that a lot of traditionalists tend to get wrong they tend to get inaccurate and jonathan points this out to a certain degree here but i do want to clarify this point because i think it's absolutely crucial also benevolent sexism 
call it what you want. Like, yeah, that sounds like pretty good to me. I don't know. It's like, oh, well, you're saying that the males and the females in the relationship were happy. Well, they were happy for different reasons because they're men and women. Yes, obviously. And also like, well, the woman actually, she's getting one up on you because she perceives it differently. She thinks it's actually equal. Who cares? Let her think what she wants. You know, like, okay, do your thing. That's fine. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't have an effect on the relationship. Everybody's happy. Everything's fine. Now, obviously, Jonathan is trying to entertain the crowd and we can all appreciate that he's a funny young guy. In fact, both of these guys are actually really young they're in the earlier side of their 20s hunter may have hit 25 by now but honestly i'm not exactly sure about this he started on youtube really young but the overall point that i think is being missed right here is that you can have a so-called egalitarian relationship with completely different roles in the relationship for instance me and my lady are equal in our relationship. We are equal partners to use the most modern and progressive term. However, the things we do within the relationship are absolutely 100% completely different. And there's a reason for that. And it's because you have roles in a relationship that should not be in conflict with one another, but they should complement one another. They should work together. This is one of the things that I wish Jonathan would have emphasized when he was bringing up the biological argument. Did you know that women on average can see way more colors than men? Now, that doesn't just help women when it comes to picking out an outfit and criticizing your outfit. That actually has an evolutionary basis that can tell us a little bit about the difference in nature between men and women because I don't know if you guys know this I don't know if you guys have ever heard about this but there are like things out in the woods that may or may not be poisonous and slight differences in color might be able to tell you whether or not you should eat those berries versus eating those berries now overall it might not make a lot of sense to you guys out there for women to be able to see the distinction between poisonous and non-poisonous but the thing is, there's a reason why women have this greater vision in terms of color spectrum as compared to men. It's because men and women biologically are predisposed to completely different roles. Women typically did gathering. And by the way, gathering is incredibly important. Gathering is what fed us throughout a large portion of our human history because gathering, even though you don't get the massive caloric intake of what we're going to talk about later, actually consistently would be able to produce calories to get us through the day-to-day so when women have a more stationary role which is gathering and by the way they're more sociable on average because they used to typically gather in groups and this is what was necessary they would need the skills to be able to identify what was good and what was bad to be eaten thus evolutionarily they actually have better eyes in terms of the color spectrum than men now women don't beat men in seeing color entirely in fact there is one specific category where men actually outperform women and that is perceiving changes millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as cbd this new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body if you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment please visit www.naturalhempoil.com that's www.naturalhempoil.com cbd is now legal in over 40 states and our products are non-psychoactive 
radioactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Flare.com. in the same color when shown bars in varying degrees of light and dark shade flickering on screen. This means that men are better at picking up details when it comes to rapid movement. Now think about the berries example and the stationary nature of gathering and think about humans as hunter-gatherers and let's see if you can draw the correct implication from our evolutionary biology. Now, as you can understand, because we were talking about gathering, and I mentioned hunter-gatherers, if women are better predisposed to gathering, men are typically better predisposed to hunting. Now, we can go over the many advantages that men have over women in terms of speed, strength, etc. In terms of hunting, those all should be obvious to you. However, I do just want to point out that the reason why we did hunting and gathering is because gathering would produce more consistent results, thus giving us enough calories to sustain ourselves, However, hunting would produce denser calories when successful. This is why men and women, even back in hunter-gatherer times, 
were actually complementary in their gender roles, not adversarial. On top of that, there's a reason why men need to be able to distance themselves from other men. If you were out there on a hunt and then you ended up in a situation where somebody got injured, having the same level of emotional connection to your fellow man would actually be a weakness because injuries back in the day were essentially fatal. So the idea that you would be carrying your fellow hunter because he hurt his ankle or whatever back to camp in order to take him to the doctor in order for him to get a recovery was not a practical solution. All you would end up doing is creating a mouth to feed that could not feed themselves, thus lessening the efficiency of the tribe. And I know it sounds quite brutal, and that's because it is, because typically what we train our men to do on average in most societies, even going in to current society is to be prepared to die if necessary for the greater good thus we have a less solid attachment not just from man to man but from woman to man in our society now overall i do want to say that right now things are going quite well for mr doyle i think hunter is stammering a little bit some of the information inadvertently that he's put forward can actually be used to rebuff him however i actually do think that hunter's performance improved dramatically during the crossfire section of the debate where time was not specifically allocated to one person to another because hunter avalon utilized a lot of debate tactics in order to control the pace and flow of the conversation i'm young enough you're young enough to remember having gone through the public education system having gone through the cycle of programming to which we were exposed there was never at any point this like girls have to be these like handmaid's tale slaves and they have no, to stay you're, you're, do, you're it doing it exactly, you're doing the thing where you straw man and make it seem like it nobody's exactly saying you must opposite. not cry or you are a little bitch nobody's saying this it is exactly now, first of all i recognize that you want to keep going back to the stay-at-home dad thing because it probably bothers you that i have a wife and two children and i'm living the trad life you're living the mad life i get it but even more so i, I i'm when i'm talking about these social expectations they are subtle, John. They're not these uh, in-your-face telling people that they must agree or must believe this way. They've done studies, for example, where they have asked middle schoolers, draw a picture of a scientist. So right there, what John did was put out an introduction, an anecdote, an example that was going to lead to a larger overall point, something that he could build on. So basically, you throw something out there that people can understand, and then you expound upon it later. However, Hunter immediately jumps on that, calls it an anecdote or whatever he called it, a story, doesn't really matter. And he ends up taking control over this portion of the debate. And when it's thrown back to John Doyle, rather than him saying, no, what I was actually doing was trying to build off of this and then continuing with this point, that actually is over. And Hunter successfully preempted John for making whatever point that he was trying to make there. It's not something that you would notice maybe at the time. Maybe it's something you should be prepared for. But this is a tactic that Hunter Avalon has developed. And I think he overuses it. And there are examples of that that I haven't gone over on this channel. And if you point it out, it actually makes him quite vulnerable. But there he got away with it. And it ends up making him be more successful in these debates, especially when you're not prepared to deal with it. So yeah, John should have stayed on his point, explained how it's not an anecdote, it's an example of an overall concept that I'm going to explain, but that didn't occur right there. And in Crossfire, you could see that Hunter was questioning and badgering and essentially doing his absolute best to control the pace of the debate. Now, John didn't do poorly in this. John did have some preparation in this, but there there were some moments where he could have reverted back 
to the point that he wanted to make in order to counter Hunter's point because Hunter kept pushing and pushing even if the debunk was out there. And John didn't repeatedly use the same debunk. He ended up transitioning, which gives the illusion that Hunter was moving him on the argument. And a perfect example of this was math scores. When I'm talking about these social expectations, they are subtle, John. They're not these uh, in-your-face telling people that they must agree or must believe this way. They've done studies, for example, where they have asked middle schoolers, draw a picture of a scientist. Virtually everyone in that study draws a picture of a man. There's a reason why these sciences, for example, are perceived as a more masculine career. That is social conditioning, which we can change. Um, the reason that they draw a scientist as a man is something like 90% of scientists are men or something. The why? Same reason, the why same is reason, that? Thank you for proving my point. Yes. Because males excel in the higher levels of things like the hard sciences and things like, I mean, even as I read in the intro, the ratio is 13 to 1. Boys that score over 700 on the math section of their SATs compared to women, it's 13 to 1. That is biological. The same way that women are more likely to pursue things like early education, things like nursing, than are men. That is biological. Also, I just can't believe the, you're telling me the decisions people make are just biological as if it's 100%. not a super complicated hold on 100%. as if there's not a super complicated and nuanced thing that goes on between yes some biology but also social we are all a result of our biology sure. interacting with society the social the decisions we made are not just purely biological of the scientist the scientist can't be found in nature that is a social construction the me- uh, construction the mechanisms in our brain making us want to go towards those things are biological those are innate so hunter brings up the fact or john brings up doesn't really matter they're talking about it that there are more men disproportionately than women in stem fields and he makes the case that the reason for this is some kind of social stigma that is keeping women out of the scientific fields and he cites this weird example of a girl seeing a scientist in a textbook and john counters or at least he put forward the accurate counter to this quite well that men typically well outscore women on the higher end in terms of math scores thus making it logical that those men would end up in high-end stem fields or tech fields that are quite math heavy and the reason for this is because of the bell curve differences between men and women men have a lot more dumb people as compared to women women's iqs are typically bunched up more towards the center and if there's any formula if there's anything that's more based on iq it is mathematics now on the other end of the spectrum on the other side of the bell curve for men you have more people distributed into those higher iq categories so when you have something as objective as math tests and there's nothing in our society that tells women not to do math like if you're a girl and you solve the math problem we gotta stone you to death negative b plus or minus radical b squared minus four ac over 2a that's correct a girl answered a math problem you know what that means it would seem that this is the result of the differences in how men and women's brains work you can't just produce mathematical geniuses out of nowhere unless of course you're matt damon and you're writing a movie for yourself where you write that you are this math genius out of nowhere. Yes, I'm talking about goodwill hunting. Deal with it. So 
men going into sciences is largely because it's expected to be a masculine and male career. Why? Wait, hold on. Women have made massive contributions to the sciences, even in a time when women were not expected to or were even actively discouraged from pursuing those things. Now it is more acceptable, but there are still subconscious biases that take place. This is why you can see, like, how, how common is it for a little boy to hear, hey, you should go pursue math. Hey, you should go do science. You should do these things. It's not that they're going to actively say, you're a girl, you can't do it. It's more so that that might just not be encouraged for them. And if we know that something as subtle as, another study I'll reference real quickly, is we know that something as subtle as just having a picture in the textbook that depicts a masculine or a man in, uh, as a scientist is less or it negatively affects women's ability to succeed. Now, the fact is you could teach people math. You could teach people mathematical skills, but there's a level of aptitude that certain people have over other people, and that ends up being disproportionately in the male category versus the female category. And nothing in our society is discouraging women from learning math or anything like that. However, we see this time and time again on math test results that the higher end is disproportionately male, so we shouldn't be surprised that these high-end fields that don't require any significant manual labor are also disproportionately male. On top of that, there's a point that I wish Jonathan would have brought up because Hunter ended up pushing back on this and Jonathan ended up dropping the genetic or innate argument for mathematics or the predisposed argument that men are better or at least there's more men at the higher end of the spectrum in terms of mathematics than women. But it's the idea that if we make society more gender equal, we will see more parity in these fields. Well, it turns out that is not the case. The places where we see women go into STEM fields are places with less gender equality, are places where women have fewer options, where there's pressure from their families in order to force them into these high-end earning fields because those are the only options available to them. If you look at nations that grade better in the United States in terms of egalitarian gender roles, what you see is greater disparities in what men and women choose, even though everything in the society is to in such a way to correct for the errors that Hunter ends up perceiving in Western societies like the United States of America. Again, so you'll see people in the high-end fields in India, women disproportionately going into typically male fields or what are considered by Hunter to be typically male fields. However, in Sweden and other parts of Scandinavia, what you see is greater distribution or greater separation between men and women into their own specific categories. So what we find out is that as we remove barriers, the so-called problem of women not going into STEM fields actually gets worse. It doesn't get better. And you can see this and compare this to gender egalitarian status or rankings by country, and it will be replicated time and time again. So this idea that but for gender stigma, but for societal expectations, women would move into these fields and enjoy themselves and be super successful it's just not supported by the facts. And by the way, in a lot of the countries that I'm referencing, a lot of these women don't even end up in relationships that bear children, so they don't even have the mother barrier in order to hold themselves back. It's just factual reality that the more barriers you remove, the more men and women tend to separate. And by the way, I just want to point out that this drive to push women 
into these high-end coding fields or these high-end STEM fields is based solely on the perceived ease and comfort of these jobs. Nobody is trying to force women into the sewers to be sewer cleaners. Nobody's asking the question why there aren't so many female garbage men because those are heavily labor-intensive jobs that are quite dirty. They pay well, by the way, and a lot of times they have excellent benefits, but on average, those aren't positions of comfort. The reason people target certain STEM jobs is because they look at the offices, look at how nice and enjoyable they are, and they think that but for discrimination, women would definitely be in those positions. They almost always ignore all the hard work that it takes in order to get into those positions at these big tech firms, and they just assume that there must be discrimination at some point during the chain when time and time again what we see is despite the fact that we improve options for women every single year, we have a million programs, there are countries that are better at making gender egalitarianism a part of their society. This does not produce the results that they want. So at a certain point, you have to acknowledge that on mass, men and women are just different, which by the way, give Hunter Avalon credit. He does acknowledge the biological reality. Even at some points, he talks about how malleable the human brain is, which I think he's just wrong about. It's not as malleable as you think. It's just not the case that they would go into the same fields. It's just not the case that you can use society in order to separate the differences. And those differences are down to our core. Every single aspect of us is reflective of that. And again, I will give the caveat, not all. Again, I will give the caveat that sure, in certain circumstances, again, I will give the caveat that you need for you to be able to hear But what we're talking about is overall where we should be. And again, I will refer you to Jonathan's opening statement where he mentioned specifically that it's not about getting women 100% out of the workforce. Women still worked in different periods of history. However, what he's trying to do is emphasize and push for the better success of men and women, which he believes falls under a closer to traditional gender rules framework than our current society. Now, overall, I was very impressed with Jonathan. And to be fair, I can pull up all this information. I can listen to it. I can think about it. But this was done as an in-person debate. And by the way, it was done as an in-person debate by John's request because he doesn't like the way that Hunter just goes to imright.com during the course of a debate reads a headline, and then inserts that drive-by citation as if it was an argument. But to Hunter's credit, even though there are some weaknesses in his delivery, he wasn't particularly bad in this circumstance. I still think that John won the day overall, but the idea that Hunter just blew it or whatever is just not the case. I wish there was a little bit more of the crossfire, but a little bit more of a respectful crossfire where somebody can make a point and then there's a counterpoint rather than just somebody trying to control the tone of the conversation. However, I can't ignore the fact that attempting to control the tone and tenor of the conversation during Crossfire is in fact a move that makes people out there in the audience think that one person is getting the upper hand. So I understand why that's done, and I don't begrudge Hunter for doing that. I think there are points where he could have argued better. I think he should have worked on his opening delivery a little bit better. But again, this is also down to the person. A lot of us are more used to speaking on camera rather than in person, so sometimes those public speaking skills just don't translate as well as you think. However, I will give Jonathan a lot of credit because he's able to bring his charisma to the in-person venue, and you can see it in moments that don't even have anything to do with the debate. 
There was actually a fan or a group of people that said that they drove for hours in order to see John, and John's response is a perfect distillation of why people get sucked in. Um, this is just a comment, but thank you to both of you for just um, spending time out to come out here. Um, I'm with the Georgia State Turning Point, um, and with the two guys over there with the MAGA hats, and um, they're big fans. By the way, John, John Doyle, they're really big. We're really big fans of you. Like we drove three hours all the way from Atlanta to Let's get go. here. Wow. Like three hours long. So, thank you. I don't know if you have like a schedule, like if it's like not too packed. If you have time, like sometime next semester, would you be open to just coming out to our campus? If you're open to uh, campus speaking on campuses and stuff like that. Yeah, I would love to do that. Um, I, just send me an email. It's uh, available on my YouTube. In terms of that, can we get the three gentlemen, or three? Yes. Can we get the three gentlemen who drove all this way to come to the dinner with us? Yes, Can we do please. that? Let's yes. go. We love can we? Each. Yes. Definitely. Let's go. Everything. Let's yes. go. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. See, well, this is the problem. You, you give them an inch, and then... <laughs> One of Jonathan's greatest strengths as a performer is making people feel that personal connection. And right there is a perfect example that you guys should really take note of and I want to highlight. And here's the thing. This was not an ingenuine moment for John. Just because I said it's one of his greatest assets to connect with audience as a performer doesn't mean it doesn't come from a real place. One of the reasons why I like Jonathan is during the Myth-Informed event that we met at, he came up to me and he asked me if I had a few minutes to go with him because he wanted me to do something. And I was like, this is weird. I don't like this young man. What do you want to do with me? Are you planning to murder me? I don't trust you. And he said... Trust me, there's somebody who wants to meet you, and I would really appreciate it if you came with me. And he brought me downstairs to this specific person. Now, it turns out that this young man, who is very shy, actually had three specific favorites at this event, which was me, which makes all the sense in the world. I'm clearly and obviously the smartest person you'll ever meet. There was Sydney Watson, which makes sense in a certain light. I'm sure you guys can all understand why. She makes some funny videos. And then John Doyle, which honestly, I mean, I don't agree with it. But I guess if you're going to meet somebody who's interested in getting other people that you'd rather meet more to meet you, this makes all the sense in the world. And John made that happen for him. And the reason why is because Jonathan is one of these young guys that actually appreciates where he is, appreciates the job that he does, and he shows that appreciation to the people that make it possible when i was talking to him one-on-one -on -one, and again jonathan i'm sorry i'm gonna bring up stuff you said in private you're gonna have to deal with it he talked about how we have the best job in the world we get to talk about ideas and people really appreciate us for it and obviously there are some downsides and we can all acknowledge those downsides but we really need to appreciate what we do for a living he's dead on right about that and that's where this comes from and honestly that asset that appreciation and and that level of charisma overall are his greatest assets going forward. And this is why I think he was able to not only win over the crowd, but win over the overall audience. Because presentation, whether you think it should be the standard or not, 
is far more valuable than anything during these debates. And Jonathan just stepped it up in this presentation and he's really good in person. So you got to be cautious when you challenge him. Now, overall, I think you guys should watch the debate in its totality so you can get a better understanding of what went down, form your own opinion, come back and tell me I'm wrong if you think I'm wrong or tell me how right and accurate I am. I also think you should go out of your way to contact John Doyle on his various social media applications so that you could tell him that he doesn't upload to his channel nearly enough and you're not having it anymore. And honestly, I think you should give fair and honest critiques to Hunter Avalon as well as kind of appreciate him for coming out of his element and doing this in-person debate. Because to be clear, this wasn't an instance where Hunter was absolutely terrible and he got smoked by John Doyle. This was an instance where John was really on point, especially in specific points during the conversation. However, there are moments where Hunter holds his own and you should take credit for that and appreciate that. But hey, those are just my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you like the video, show them by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on all my social media. Support me via the support links in the description box of this video. This has been me talking about Jonathan versus Hunter Avalon. Till next time. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass 
glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.